0: Hey, welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football podcast. I'm your host Andrew Dobius, here with Brandon Pika. How you doing? Oh, you know, still I sick? Guess, still sick? Still sick. There, there we go. go. Um <laughs> I, I I'm here. That's you're all here. that matters. You're here. You're still you're still kicking. Yep. We, we got fantasy football to to look forward to and to heal you up. Let's nothing go. better than sitting on the couch doing nothing all day watching football. So Yesterday, we talked about the NFC home games for week two. Today, we're going to be talking about the AFC home games for week two, talking about all the players to start, all the players you should sit, and uh, yeah, that's, and I guess nothing else. That's what we're doing. We're talking uh, yays and nays at the end as well, players uh, that are kind of fringe fantasy relevant, players fringe start worthy that I really like this week, and then some that I really don't. Uh, Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Let's go to the early uh games here. Las Vegas Raiders versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a very good one. It's a game that I'm looking forward to probably more than, I want to say, any other game this week. There's really, I, I can't think of many that I'm more excited for. Uh, And it kind of doesn't, doesn't really have anything to do with fantasy. It has something to do with just what if the Raiders beat the Steelers what if the Raiders come out hot and beat the Steelers you beat the Ravens opening I guess prime time really in first game of the season then you head to Pittsburgh and you beat them that would be absolutely amazing uh Bryant would just hate that he would uh man he he really doesn't like them Raiders so this is a game I'm looking forward to a lot uh In terms of fantasy, it's going to be pretty difficult, right? So for the Raiders, let's start with them. I'm not comfortable starting Derek Carr yet. He did have a very good performance, but a lot of that was later in the game. The first, I I want to say the first half, first three quarters were pretty disappointing uh, for Derek Carr. I mean, the Raiders only scored 10 points during the first three quarters, then 17 in the fourth. So, uh not starting him yet. Josh Jacobs is still dealing with uh his injuries. He's been limited with uh, basically everything. He's dealing with multiple uh problems, but this is the Josh Jacobs that I mean, this is every every season. Every season, every week is Josh Jacobs questionable. And uh more often than not, he plays. It's going to be a difficult matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but if Devin Singletary can run 70 yards against the Steelers, I think Josh Jacobs can do that as well, at least, even when he's dealing with his injuries. So I would say start Josh Jacobs. I feel pretty comfortable with that. Kenyon Drake is a sneaky little flex option for me this week. He's uh, he's very sneaky because he is... Uh, it, it's weird. There's a lot more running backs like this now, uh, and I, I can't think of too many that... In years prior, maybe last season it was J.D. McKissick and Naim Hines, but there's like twice as many this year than there were last year. But Kenyon Drake is, uh, really a he'll get a couple rushing yards, but he's really involved in the receiving game. He had five receptions for 59 yards. He also had six carries for 11 rushing yards, which isn't great. But if you're in a PPR half point PPR, those are flex numbers. That's something that you are not disappointed in. So Kenyon Drake, I, I can see being involved a lot, especially if Josh Jacobs is dealing with all the problems that he's dealing with. Uh, I like Kenyon Drake as a flex. I really do. I think he's a solid option. There are better flexes out there, but I think Kenyon Drake is is not going to disappoint you. His ceiling is pretty, pretty capped, but I don't think he's going to disappoint you this week. Darren Waller. Uh Yeah, obviously start. I mean, this man was the most targeted player last week, and I'm talking tight ends, running backs, receivers, all of them combined. Darren Waller was the number one most targeted player, Uh, and it was very annoying the entire game. It was just force-feeding Darren Waller, even when he was double-covered, triple-covered, wasn't open or dropped the ball. Uh, But he still ended up with 10 receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown, which is... Amazing for a tight end. So you're obviously starting him. Now we get into the receivers. Brian Edwards looked very good. Henry Ruggs looked okay. I'm not starting him yet. Those are the only two fantasy relevant Raiders receivers, but I'm not starting him just yet. I want to see one or two more weeks to see their involvement. If Brian Edwards puts up another 81, you know, 80 plus yard game, then we can talk about putting him in the flex position in week three, but I'm, I'm going to wait. Uh, but if, if one of these guys pop off against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think that they could be an option. Uh, they could be a flex option in weeks to come. But so far for the Raiders, it's the two running backs and Darren Waller, the tight end that I'm starting. Pittsburgh Steelers obviously don't start Big Ben. I don't think there's any single week where I'm going to tell you to start Ben Roethlisberger. So I'm just letting you know ahead of time for those of you who are listening to every episode. Uh, so I I do not recommend starting Big Ben this entire season. I'll let you know if anything changes, but no, it doesn't matter the matchup. I'm, I'm not starting Big Ben. Uh, Najee Harris, let's hope he has a good week this week. I think he can. Uh, the Raiders gave up the most rushing yards last week, or I guess so far this season, if you want to get technical uh with 189 rushing yards. Now that was split up among like five different players on the Ravens. There wasn't one specific player that uh that got a ton of rushing yards, but, you know, Lamar Jackson 86. Tyson Williams 65. Latavius Murray, 28. Like, their their defensive line or their rushing defense isn't that great. So I think Najee Harris could uh He's. A, I think he's. Uh, I can almost guarantee he's going to have a better week than he did last week against Buffalo because that was just atrocious. But I think he can actually be a, a running back too this week. I think he can put up some big numbers. So uh, Najee Harris, big thumbs up for me. Deontay Johnson, another big thumbs up for me. I think that he's the he's another one of these players where you just start him every week. I'll let you know when to not start him because he got ten targets last game, which is the most on the team. Uh, Juju and Claypool are both starters for me, both at the flex position. Uh, Claypool is kind of that big play type of guy. He's probably not going to get a lot of targets. He's not going to get too many receptions, but he's going to get the yardage. Juju Smith-Schuster playing in that slot role now. I think that uh, he's a decent option. I mean, he was second most targeted last week. I think that's important uh four receptions fifty two yards I think he's a uh kind of middle flex player He's kind of just like he's a he's an okay flex option um yeah and and that's really about it for that game. Let's move on to the Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns now this game, what three years ago would have been the worst matchup of the season but there's some important talking points here. Let's start with the Houston Texans coming off with a Uh, a red hot victory against Jacksonville. Uh, This is a team that we thought we honestly believe might not win a single game. We said the only game that Houston can win if they, if they do win is one of the two matchups against Jacksonville. And that's what happened. So yeah, there's a Terod Taylor looked very good. I'm not starting him. Uh, This, this Browns defense is very impressive. They're very impressive. So Mark Ingram had an excellent week. I'm not starting him. The only player I am going to start in the flex position that I have flex expectations for is Brandon Cooks. He had five receptions, 132 yards last game. He was by far uh, Terod Taylor's favorite player. Um, Most targeted player on the team last week. I know he didn't get that touchdown that went to Danny Amendola, but Whatever, you know, I I think that Brandon Cooks, he's the superstar on this team. He's going to be the most targeted player. Uh, He's not going to have a 130-plus receiving yard game. Again, this Browns team is very good. I think the most underrated defense in the NFL. So it's going to be a very tough matchup. So only Brandon Cooks for the Houston Texans. Let's talk about Cleveland. Man, they put up a fight against the Chiefs. I really wanted them to win. Um, but Baker Mayfield as a maybe streamable quarterback, I just have him as a high-end quarterback too. I got him above Darnold, above Cousins, above Matt Ryan, um, just below James Winston. I think it's a very good matchup for Baker Mayfield. I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw the ball 51 times last week against Houston, so Baker Mayfield's not going to do that just because he's a he I don't think the Browns are going to need to throw the ball 51 times but uh he's going to be efficient with his passes so i i can see some uh some some fantasy points i think Baker Mayfield's going to finish on the uh this is going to be one of his better performances this season because he's always a good quarterback but he never puts up a, a lot of fantasy points this is going to be one of those weeks where he's going to be a, a low end quarterback one uh, Odell Beckham, he will not play this week with his knee injury. He's still deal- still dealing with that. So obviously don't start him. It's going to be Jarvis Landry as the one. It's going to be rookie Anthony Schwartz as the two. Uh, but I'm not comfortable starting Schwartz, even though I really like his involvement, and I think that's a player that you need to look out for. If you're in a 14-man league and you, you're trying to look for a, a deep sleeper, I think Anthony Schwartz could be that guy. But Jarvis Landry has a flex option and only a flex option just because the Browns, what they do is they run the ball. That's, that's their thing. They're going to run, 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 and then maybe they'll think about passing. So Nick Chubb, big start. Kareem Hunt, big start. These are two players that I very much love this week. Uh, they both got at least one touchdown last week against Kansas City, and they can do it again this week. I would say they will do it again this week against Houston. Denver Broncos versus the Jacksonville Jaguars is the next game and I think Denver is going to have a very good week. Teddy is not streamable though. There were weeks last year where Teddy uh looked really impressive for Carolina and you know it would be like DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, Mike Davis, all of them would have they would all have very good weeks, you know, fantasy relevant weeks. But Teddy Bridgewater was never in the you know top five, top ten sort of uh, finishes in any week last season. So Teddy Bridgewater again, he's going to be a good, uh, good enough quarterback for Denver, especially this week against Jacksonville, who's looking like the worst team in the NFL right now. Uh, but he's just not. It's not going to correlate to fantasy points. So what I really like is the running game for Denver. Love Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams this week. We saw last game against the New York Giants, Melvin Gordon with 11 carries, Javante Williams with 14. So it's fair to say that they are basically having an even split. And with a team that 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 let the Texans run the ball 26 times to Mark Ingram, I think that there's enough. There's enough to go around for both Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams to put up fantasy points this week. Uh, if I had to pick one over the other, it would obviously be Gordon over Javante Williams because this is still his position to lose. But I can see them kind of like a, uh, a worse version of a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt kind of thing where it's going to be Melvin Gordon most of the game. And then they go, all right, we're, uh, we're up by a good amount. Let's get Javante Williams a go. Let's play him for a couple drives, and maybe he'll put up some fantasy points. So I like Melvin Gordon. I think he's going to be a, a solid running back, too, this week. I see Javante Williams as a, uh, I, I would say, a mid-level flex, maybe a little bit lower. Um, but yeah, Javante Williams, I think, is going to be a, a good play this week. This could be. I, I'm not going to say this could be his breakout, because I think Melvin Gordon's going to have a great week as well, but this is going to be an impressive performance out of him. Jared Judy's obviously out for multiple weeks, uh, so it's going to be Cortland Sutton technically as the wide receiver one. So you need to start him. I'm not starting KJ Hamler or Tim Patrick, even though both of them had better performances over Cortland Sutton last week. I'm not starting either of those two. I feel more confident in Sutton more than anything, but Sutton only as a flex. Who I really think is going to benefit from Jared Judy is Noah Fant. Uh, but if you have Noah Fant, you were obviously starting him no matter what. So There's not, you know, I can't really be like, oh, pick him up off waivers, stream him because he's not that type of player. He's a player that you picked up and uh, as your tight end one because he is a, a borderline top five, uh, top seven type of tight end. So this is going to be a very impressive week out of him. Uh, so if you're in uh, daily fantasy stuff, no Fant, very good option. Uh, Jacksonville, not starting Lawrence. I am starting James Robinson because he is the RB1, even though Carlos Hyde got majority carries last week. I think last week was just weird for Jacksonville. Uh, I don't think they were expecting Houston to take a 14-0 lead immediately, and I think they Urban Meyer was just unprepared. Uh, I think they're going to come into this game with a different game plan. I think they're still going to lose. I still think they're going to be down a lot, but James Robinson is going to get more involved. Uh, so I'm starting him. In terms of receivers, I I like LaVisca Chenault as a flex. I like Marvin Jones as a flex. And that's it. I know there's one player that I didn't mention, and that's DJ Chark, and I will be talking about him at the end of this episode. I'm uh, I'm fading on him this week. So that's it for Jacksonville. That's it for this matchup. Moving on to the Los Angeles Rams versus the Indianapolis Colts. Now, if you would listen to my week one recap, I basically said, give me all the Rams because these guys are looking very impressive. Uh, they have one of the best. I mean, they, their offensive performance looked spectacular against the Chicago Bears, and I would kind of compare their offense to Seattle Seahawks, right? If Seahawks put up. Uh, twenty-eight points against the Colts, having two fantasy relevant receivers and a fantasy relevant running back and a fantasy relevant tight end. I think the Rams can definitely do the same. Stafford is a great play. I think last week he proved that he is a quarterback one in fantasy football. Daryl Henderson is a start. Indianapolis Colts have an okay rushing defense, but you know it, it's not it's not great. It's definitely uh, beatable. Cooper Cup big start. Uh Robert Woods absolutely. Tyler Higbee, yes. Uh that's it. No Van Jefferson, he's that type of player where he's just going to he's going to have good weeks and bad weeks. It's going to go up and down. It's going to fluctuate. Um and it, it's just not wor- worth putting in a uh putting him in the flex position until he proves uh, that he can stay consistent. Um but yeah, I, I'm really starting all the fantasy relevant Rams. Uh, that I just mentioned, against the Indianapolis Colts. In terms of Indy, no Carson Wentz. This is a very, very, very tough defense. That's three varies for you. That's how good they are. Jonathan Taylor, uh, just because he's the running back one, he is going to get a ton of carries. He's the workhorse back. you got to start him. uh, Lower your expectations, I guess, this week, because it's the Rams, but David Montgomery looked good. Uh, and he's a, he's on the bears. So Jonathan Taylor, uh, I, I think is, is going to be, a obviously a fine running back one. Uh, but he's not going to blow you out, of, blow you out of the water there. Uh, Naeem Hines, I think is a sneaky flex as well. I think he's going to be involved in the receiving game a lot. Uh, especially because there are no receivers in Indy. The top two receivers last week were Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines. I will not be shocked if that is the same for this week. Because the Rams have a lockdown defense. Uh, and I think there's just going to be a, a bajillion dump offs to Taylor and Hines. So, yeah, no, not starting any other player. It's really just the two running backs for Indianapolis. How weird is it that there are multiple games where I am comfortable starting two running backs? The top two, like, it's just, it's weird to me. Like, uh, this is, you don't see this that often. It kind of just shows how the NFL is evolving because, like, three years ago, find me one situation where where you would start one team where you would start both running backs, like with confidence. It's just weird. It's weird to me. Anyway, um, this is gonna be a very fun game. I'm very excited to watch this game. This is gonna be a. Uh, this is definitely my in my top five and, and most interesting. Uh, Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins. This is the next matchup here the buffalo bills uh some news here gabriel davis he was out for wednesday's practice with a lower body injury he is questionable uh i guess i would sit him this week uh i'm i'm i don't really like to be that guy that says like oh take away this one play and you know he's not a fantasy relevant player anymore but like you know it's it, you can kind of it's kind of true with gabe davis uh that 20 yard touchdown um just based on the involvement of all the other receivers uh, in terms of targets and receptions, uh, Gabriel Davis had less than Dawson Knox, than Emmanuel Sanders, than Cole Beasley, than Stephon Diggs, and now that he's dealing with an injury, uh, I'm a little worried about his involvement in this game, so I am going to bench him this week. Running backs, you gotta start Devin Singletary, because he, apparently he's the only running back now. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Zach Moss is going to play this week because last week he was a healthy and active. Uh, So we'll see what happens uh, this week. But either way, uh, I think that was a clear statement that Devin Singletary is the main back. He got the slight edge over Zach Moss. So I'm starting Singletary in the flex position, not feeling too happy about it yet. Just because he doesn't, he hasn't done anything to make me happy. Uh, But you know, 11 carries, 72 yards against Pittsburgh. That's promising. So uh, that was last week, by the way, just to to clear things up. Now they're playing Miami. Uh, sticking with Buffalo a little bit longer, You're obviously Josh Allen. I probably didn't even need to mention that. Stephon Diggs, obvious. Cole Beasley is a lower-end flex. I think he's a bit riskier just because he can have these good weeks uh like last week with eight receptions and 60 yards and a PPR league that's a, that's pretty good for a flex position but he's been inconsistent recently uh so I would probably lean more towards not starting him over starting him uh Miami Dolphins now No Tua even though he's got some potential I saw bits of potential in there uh I'm starting Miles Gaskin because he is involved everywhere um, he had the most receptions on the team last week with five, uh, also had 27 receiving yards and he was the lead rusher, nine carries for 49 rushing yards again, PPR beast. Uh, and I think he's going to have an even better game, uh, against Buffalo, which is kind of crazy to say, uh, just because Buffalo's defense theoretically better, but I think he's going to be involved more. Uh, Ooh, this is where it gets tough for receivers, because there was Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddle, both had good games last week. Now you have Will Fuller coming back from suspension. He theoretically is the wide receiver one, but what do you do? Very simple. I got Will Fuller as a flex option. I have Jalen Waddle as a flex option, and I have Devontae Parker as a sit for this week just because there's no chance that three receivers are going to put up fantasy-relevant points for Miami this week against Buffalo. And I think if anyone is going to disappoint, it's going to be Devontae Parker. I really like Jalen Waddell's potential. I think he has higher upside than Parker at this point. And Will Fuller is the wide receiver one. And uh, I think he's going to get a lot of targets this game. So that's my reasoning. Uh, And that is it for the uh, Bills-Dolphins matchup. Only a couple more here, so stick with me. We have the New England Patriots versus the New York Jets. Uh, Let's start with the Patriots. There are rumors going around that Damian Harris will not start this week or will not be that involved this week because of the fumble that he had that really cost the Patriots the game. I highly doubt this. I highly doubt that they're not going to play or even start Damian Harris this week. He had 23 carries for 100 yards against the Miami Dolphins. I, I I just can't see a world where they don't start him. It's just ridiculous to me. I mean, you have a very good matchup this week against the New York Jets. Very good. Gave up 111 rushing yards last week, uh, and they are not known for having a great defense. They've had injuries to their defensive line, so I, I, they are very exploitable. And I seriously believe that Damian Harris is going to have a very good week this week. So don't freak out. Uh, he is a, I, I guess I, I want to say a lower end RB two. I think that is what he could do this week. I think he's going to be very very good. Um, he's kind of breaking that Patriots curse of of you know rotating running backs. So. I really like that. Uh, Oh, man. I really hope I'm not wrong on this because Damian Harris has so much potential, especially like this game. Like, he's good. He can, if they start him, if they give him the 23 carries that he did last game against Miami, I mean, he can get 100, 150 rushing yards and touchdown. Like, no doubt. Like, this is, this could be a very good game for Damian Harris. Uh, When it comes to the receivers, Nelson Aguilar is the only one I feel very comfortable starting uh, this week as a high-end flex, maybe a wide receiver three. Uh, Second most targeted player on the team last week. He was evolved everywhere. If you follow us on social media, if you listen to previous episodes, I go on and on and on about him, and I go on and on and on about Jacoby Myers who I think is a more risky flex lower end player that I probably wouldn't recommend starting until I guess for the next couple weeks just to see if he uh, stays consistent with his involvement. But he is a slot receiver that is going to get a ton of looks and a ton of targets. Uh, So I like both of them. Um, But really Aguilar and I'm optimistic about Myers. Uh, Tight ends, Janu Smith, I, I would start. Um, I like him. I liked his involvement last game, and I think he's going to be just as involved, if not more, in this game. Uh, no Hunter Henry yet for me. I know he was. I, I he he didn't do too shabby, but it's clear that John Smith is the number one. So, um, yeah, a lot more Patriots options. Uh, than we really expected. Oh, one other Patriot player. Almost forgot. Even though I'd be talking about him in a little bit, Mac Jones. He is a very sneaky start for me this week. He is a streamable option for me this week. I think he is going to have an excellent game against the New York Jets, a team that is struggling uh, in the secondary. I Mac Jones could have a, a breakout game against the New York Jets. He's a bit riskier, but I think the upside is there, and I think the upside could win you this week. So it's a hot take, I know, but... He's a. Uh, I think this is going to be a very, very good week for him. I like him over any other rookie quarterback. I I, I like him over Lawrence Wilson. I guess there's really not many others. I like him. Heck, uh, let's let's go back another year. I like him over Burrow. Um, I guess that's about it. I like him over Tua. I can't like him over Herbert. There's no shot. But uh, yeah, I I think he is uh, a lower end. I I, I guess. No, you know what? I'm going to say he's going to finish as a top 12 quarterback this week. I think that's his upside, and I think he's going to do that. I think he can reach his upside against the New York Jets. Let's talk about the J-E-T-S Jets. Zach Wilson, not for me. It's not for me, dog. Uh, we're not doing that. I butchered the reference. The reference is it's a no for me, dog. And I said it's not for me, dog. That's embarrassing. Anyway, uh, that's almost as embarrassing as the New York Jets running backs, who I am also not starting this week. Tevin Coleman got the majority carries, but only rushed for 24 yards, which was the most on the team last week against Carolina. Don't start any of them until uh, we see one emerge above the rest, or I guess one ascend. That's a nice word, that's a vocab word of the week. Uh, Receiving, Corey Davis and Corey Davis only. Corey Davis is the only Jet that I am not only comfortable starting, but I am happy to start. Last week, five receptions, 97 yards, two TDs. If you followed us this offseason, this is a guy we've been hyping up for a long time. Love the connection he has with Zach Wilson. And uh, yeah, it's going to be just as good as last week. He is going to finish as a high-end flex, wide receiver three type of player. Uh, And it's going to be amazing. All right, Dallas Cowboys. Versus the LA Chargers, the only AFC home game that's in the afternoon. Yeah, uh, Dallas Cowboys, obviously there's no Michael Gallup anymore. He's out. Um, You start Dak, you start Zeke, you start Cooper, you start Lamb. Simple as that. You start the the main guys. The Chargers, this is where it gets a bit interesting. Justin Herbert, you start. Eckler, you start. Keenan Allen, you start. Then we get to two players that's a question mark for me. The big question mark is Mike Williams. Eight receptions last week for 82 receiving yards and a touchdown. Now, Mike Williams, if you followed him in fantasy before, he has been a very boom bust. He'll have a week like he did last week, and then the following week he'll put up 10 yards. He goes up and down like a roller coaster, but I think this could be another good week for him. He's matching up against the really the best. This is the best matchup possible. This is the Dallas Cowboys defense. A team that made Antonio Brown look like Antonio Brown back in like 2016. Like this is this is a team where like Mike Williams can actually have a very fantasy relevant week this week. So I am going to start him. The only other player is Jared Cook, who's a big toss-up. Uh, I, I did like how he had five receptions, 56 yards. I think that was was very promising to me. Um, targeted eight times as well. It's just, I don't know. It, w- when tight ends at this level, it, it really comes down to if they're scoring a touchdown, which you can't really predict. So I, w- I would have him as a very low end, or I guess let's go very high end tight, tight end too. Let's go very high tight end two with tight end one upset. So Jared Cook, if you if you feeling a little bit risky. So, a lot of players in this game. This should be a very very fun matchup for fantasy. Final game, Sunday night. Chiefs versus Ravens. Kansas City versus Baltimore. KC is pretty easy. You're starting Pat Mahomes. You're starting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I know he was disappointing, but there's going to be weeks like that. This week might be disappointing again, but he has that upside. He has that breakout potential. Uh, so he he still has the ability to pop off, and you do not want to be that fool that benches him. Uh, you start Hill, and you start Kelsey. Boom, you're done with the Chiefs. Those are the guys you're starting. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, even though I think he's going to struggle again this week. I don't want to touch any of the running backs. They announced that it's going to be a rotation. Jim Harbaugh says he wants to get all four running backs involved. Uh, that is Tyson Williams, Latavius Murray. That is Le'Veon Bell, and that is Devonta Freeman. Don't start any of them. I t- just don't. I know Tyson Williams had a good week last week. Latavius Murray had a good week, but like I, I'm going to wait and, and, and see if, if any of them uh, will emerge as the number one. That's getting majority carries. I actually doubt that's going to happen all year. And it's going to be very disappointing. So don't start any of the run game. And when it comes to the receiving game. I'm only comfortable starting Mark Andrews. Marquise Brown did get a touchdown last week. A player that I've been avoiding. Since last season. Really mid-season last season. I've been like don't touch. And uh, you know. I, I know that it may look like he's proven me wrong. But I'm not. I I don't want to pick them up and start them. Yeah, I'm not about that. So, yeah, definitely fading on the Ravens this season, um, and, and even fading on their fantasy relevance. So it's really Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Uh, so that is it for the matchups. I'm going to quickly go over my yays and nays, uh, quickly because I've pretty much talked in depth about most of these players in either this episode or yesterday's. If you haven't seen that, make sure to go check that out. I go over every NFC home game. Uh, so if there's some games that you thought I missed, it's probably actually it is in that episode. So make sure to check that out. Uh, starting out with the first year, it's Mac Jones versus the Jets. I think this is an amazing matchup. I love his receivers. I love the involvement that Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar have on this team. I think Jonas Smith is very reliable. I, I really think this is going to be Mac Jones' week. Uh, and again, I talked about him a lot, so I'm not going to go. I, I'm not going to talk about him anymore. Just I think he's a great flex option, or sorry, streaming option, uh, and I think he's going to be rosterable from from now on. Uh, moving on to my next DA, it's the Broncos running backs versus the Jacksonville Jaguar defense, uh, a team that made Mark Ingram fantasy relevant once again. So if if they can make Mark Ingram fantasy relevant. Well, they can make Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon fantasy relevant as well. So I like both of them. Uh, I have Melvin Gordon as a RB2, and I have Javante Williams as a flex. Finally, my last yay player is Devonta Smith versus San Francisco Defense, uh, a team that gave up uh, really an absurd amount of points when you know you see that it's the Detroit Lions. 33 points to the Detroit Lions. Three hundred and thirty-eight passing yards from Goff. Like Jalen Hurts is going to ball out, and I think Devonta Smith is going to be the main beneficiary of Jalen Hurts. And uh, so he is a he's a high end flex for me. Moving on to the nays, the do not touches. That is uh, my favorite or my least favorite matchup this week: Mike Davis versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buccaneers team that held Ezekiel Elliott to thirty-three yards last week. Uh, yeah, make sure to listen to to yesterday's episode, the NFC home team episode, where I talk about that because I'm the I am very nervous for the Falcons' offense as a whole. So do not start Mike Davis this week; it is not going to end well. Next up, Brandon Ayuk versus Philadelphia. This is very unfortunate, but he is dropping in the depth chart due to his injuries. Um, yeah, he's still questionable, and if you need more reasoning. He's he's now like the wide receiver four. Like he got out snapped by some random person that I've never heard of. Uh, Ayuk is at the point where you keep him on your bench because he still can be a, a top receiver. He can be a league winner. Uh, he just need we just need to wait for that opportunity. So he's he's gonna be like fine wine. We're just gonna let him let him age. And then, I don't know, maybe week five, six, seven, that's when he breaks out, and boom, he's going to be an instant starter on your team. So he is a sit until further notice, until proven otherwise, and then you can start him. And finally, DJ Chark, the Jacksonville receiver. I was going to label him on the depth chart. I was going to say the number one, and then I was like, that's not true. The number two, and then I'm like, well, no. The number three, I guess. Jacksonville's playing Denver. I like Marvin Jones better. And I like LaViska Chenault better. Just Marvin Jones got more targets, more receptions. LaVisca Chenault is just utilized every which way. Uh, and DJ Chark, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I just wasn't. I wasn't too impressed with his performance. Yes, he did have a, a, a pretty solid touchdown last week. And I think that was the highlight of the game for Jacksonville. That was a beautiful throw, beautiful catch, beautiful touchdown. Uh, but this man, I mean, he was targeted 12 times, only caught the ball three. Does this sound familiar? If I told you 12 targets, three receptions, what player do you think of? To me, I think of A.J. Green from last year, who had over 100 targets and finished as like the wide receiver, like 103. Like, am I crazy or is that very similar? I don't know. I'm not starting Chark this week. Uh, I I need to see him finish as the number one receiver on this team uh, before I feel comfortable starting. I, it, last week was weird, like I said for Jacksonville. Last week was just different. It, it was not. It didn't go according to plan, and uh, I'm gonna wait. I want to wait to see how this offense is actually supposed to be run before I'm comfortable starting Chark, who looked like the worst out of the top three between Jones, LaVisca, and Chuck. All of them juniors, by the way. Just a little fun fact. Marvin Jones Jr., DJ Chark Jr., LaVisca Chenault Jr. Doesn't have anything to do with fantasy. Just a little fun fact, and that is it for this episode. Make sure to follow us on social media. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic. Uh, Please ask us any questions, what you want to see on the podcast, all of that fun stuff. Uh, Leave us a review as well. We'd love to hear back from you. We love feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you once again for listening, and we will see you next time.